Welcome back, everybody, to episode 56 of The Jake and Joe Show. I'm your host, Jake. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And he's Joe. <laughs> Coming in super hot. Today, we got a real special show for you. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to be talking about budgeting and when we should spend more money than we'd like to. <laughs> so, so not really budgeting at all. And we're also going to come at you with a couple songs, like we usually do. But this time, I'm going to talk about them in a more intense manner. Are you going to keep this up the whole episode? And lastly, we have a writing prompt. So be prepared, as my boy Scar from The Lion King used to say. (laughs) Oh man. So with that all being said, I'm not ready. I'm turning it over to my main man, Joe. I feel like that was great and well done, but you're going to regret that. You're going to listen to that in the final edit and be like, that was so cringy. That's okay. (laughs) You got to try new things once in a while. I liked it. It was intense. Thanks. I was trying to go for like, I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking 80s. I got that vibe. Intense radio rock and roll host. If, if, If it helps, I got that vibe. Thanks. And if I don't embarrass myself at least once an episode, then what's the point of even doing this? That's true, yeah. You have to have an element of embarrassment in there for it to be a good show. Exactly. So, first of all, before we get into it, how was your vacation? It was uh We haven't done, like, personal stuff for a while, so let's let's talk about us for a minute. Wow, that was rude. Oh, man. Maybe you should put your phone on silent. still on vacation mode. So, uh, you guys went somewhere over the weekend? Yeah. Where'd yeah. you go? Adria and I went with my parents to go down to Virginia to visit my brother, who's in the Navy, uh, stationed at uh, Norfolk. I, I think that's where it is. Um, we stayed in a small town outside of it. Uh, and it was a pretty good time. I mean, what was it? We woke up Thursday morning at 3 or 3.30, drove straight there. Um, first day we went to Jamestown, which was, I think the first colony, mm-hmm. the first colony of all time. Well, wasn't Roanoke the first and like we have no died, record right? of it or something. Yeah. Maybe that was what it was. This is the first successful one. Right, right, right. Is Roanoke, I think we were talking about that. My mom was talking about it on the way down is we're, th- we were thinking that Roanoke was the one where people, uh, were dropped off there. People went back to get supplies or something came back and everyone was just gone without a trace yeah that is freaky it is kind of weird yeah. it's like they were all got captured or something right right but it was uh it was really cool going to jamestown because they had a nice museum and i was telling you that they have recreations of like a little colony village and there were some yeah. people that were in character we went into an a blacksmith we went into a blacksmith's um shop and i was about to ask him hey man or I was about to say that, hey, man, you have uh, one of the best jobs here. But my dad had said something about what he was drinking. And I guess long story short, in character, he was describing the fact that um, colonists would drink beer, like a super, super light beer all the time for drinking water because their water wasn't safe. And at the time, they didn't realize that you had to boil it first. Mm. So they were just like drinking this like really, really low, low grade beer all the time, even even kids. That's so crazy. Yeah, so it's just like the culture was so was clearly it, different. Was it low grade? I I wonder if it was low grade on purpose, 
or if it was low grade because that's like how they knew I, how I to make beer. I think it was on purpose because they didn't like want everybody to drink it to get drunk. Right. They, they used it as water. Like this, this was your water. This like really super light beer because yeah. the regular water was just making people sick and you know have bowel problems, right, all kinds right. of stuff. Huh. Interesting. Anything yeah. else cool? Well, that was probably what I picked up from it the most because just going to Jamestown was really cool and they did a really good job of like showing you the history. It made me excited for taking U.S. history this fall i'm hoping that that's kind of in there because it's just really interesting stuff and usually when you learn about um early colonies you're in like first grade or second grade when you really don't care yeah when you don't care and they give you the watered down story right like the native americans and the pilgrims shook hands and said okay you can have all my land we'll just go somewhere else right Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's realistic. how it happens. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Um, and then, I guess just real quickly, we went to uh, a zoo and I saw monkeys for the first time. That was wicked cool, as I was telling you. Yeah. It's one thing to think about how smart they are, but then seeing it just live in front of you, how they're interacting with things and... Uh, other animals it was pretty neat i don't know if i've ever seen i must have seen monkeys in person because we went to the seattle zoo when we were on our honeymoon and i remember being up close and stuff to giraffes and stuff like that we fed giraffes oh really that was pretty cool yeah if they had giraffes they probably would have monkeys yeah so i must have seen them i just don't really remember them (laughs) it was probably that was the highlight for me there was uh this one enclosure that had a couple different monkeys and otters and then at one point, this otter was encroaching on an area that the monkey was sitting in. And we're all like, oh, no, we're, we're thinking the monkey is going to beat the crap out of this otter. But it was the exact opposite. The monkey was scared. He was, like, freaking out. And he was just acting kind of human. Like, you could huh. you could know what he was feeling by his actions because right. of how intelligent they are. Yeah. And he was just, like, backing up. And then he would... I don't know. I've it, heard, it I've so heard sea otters are pretty scary. They're pretty aggressive little animals. Yeah, this one, I can't remember <clears> what the species was, but it was uh, one of the smaller otters, too. Yeah. So I was like, this monkey could totally take <laughs> this otter, but he's just not taking it. Right. It, it was funny. That's cool that they had them in an enclosure together. Yeah, but, like, I think it's because... I mean, for the most part, they're they're friendly and they got along. Right, they're but, not they're not enemies. Like, right, yeah, pre- they wouldn't predators do that. of each other or anything like that. So putting tigers and gazelle together. <laughs> yeah, or, right. Or whatever. It's the uh, closest thing to nature you're gonna see. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Oh man, he's munching on that gazelle right now. <laughs> uh, then the, I guess the last thing worth talking about was that we went to Bush Gardens, which was really interesting because I guess. What I took out from that is letting people consume beer inside of your theme park is a really great idea because you can charge an arm and a leg for it Uh because everyone's going to buy it. Right. It's like $9 for a beer. Dang. And um, when you're feeling it a little bit, you're, you're more apt to buy things. Right. And I'm not, and I'm definitely not saying that I was or any of my family was. But you could just totally tell, like, there are people who are really having a good time, and they were probably more apt to be making some impulse. So is buys. it not is it, it's not legal up here to do that type of thing? I don't know. I mean, but 
my mom was saying that Bush Gardens, it's it's Bush like Amhauser, An- Anheuser, Anheuser Bush, yeah. like Bud Light people. Oh, so okay, I I didn't know that it was the same thing. Right. So of course, yeah, in Virginia, as uh, as long as the only part of the park where you couldn't be uh, drinking beer was in the little kids air that uh, makes area. sense yeah there's like a little sign that said virginia state law says that you cannot drink alcohol past this point but you could put your beer down and walk in completely plastered and hang out in the yeah. little kids area. <laughs> they had a lot of security guards though. that's funny they, they'd have a good cover you go on any roller coasters um actually i did not but my brother did there were some crazy ones that you know they were metal metal roller coasters so they were nice and smooth they went wicked fast right and they went upside down why didn't uh, you go on any because well one was that the lines were really long the roller coaster lines were close to an hour and i wow. didn't really feel like waiting right and roller coasters aren't all that exciting to me i like wooden roller coasters a lot yeah because those don't go upside down. Those are just like a really basic roller coaster experience. Yeah. They're they're vanilla roller coasters. <laughs> I'm not ready for like the rocky roller. See, I, I like the more the more extreme the better. Yeah, I've I never just, gone upside it. down in a roller coaster. Never? No. You've never done like a loop to loop? No, I haven't. If honestly, if the lines were like dead, then I would have done it. Yeah. But I, I was like, eh, you know, I, I don't really want to do it and I'd be waiting an hour. Not really feeling it. Right. If uh, you if you like had an entire day though dedicated to just being at the park and waiting in line as part of being at the park would, yeah. wouldn't you do it? I guess, but it, what it really boiled down to is that I really didn't want to. Right. So I didn't want to wait an hour for something I didn't really want to do anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Um the coolest thing I did do was they had a VR experience. Like they had people. Of course, Jay goes to an amusement park, and instead of going on coasters, he does some VR. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. There was a whole line. Oh, and another thing that my brother and Adrian and I started talking about was the fact that they make lines so so well. Like they make it think like, oh man, this is the end of the line. Um, we're gonna be on the ride soon, right? And then you take a turn. And it's like, oh, this line's even longer. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, there's a monitor at the end, so that must be the, you know, that must be where we get on. <laughs> right. Nope, you take another turn, and and that's how this ride was. Yeah. We waited um, probably half an hour for that one. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Uh, no, not at all. Because once you, we all sat down with our headgear. It, I think it were they were HTC Vives. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I had never had a Vive on. The closest VR thing I had was what. You the, have. Yeah, the Google, uh, I can't think of what's, Daydream. Yeah, the Daydream. The, the Daydream. It yeah. actually was, it was very, very similar. Yeah. It wasn't all that different. Yeah. Um, but the the program that was playing was like a fantasy thing. It, you, it was in first person and you had to like, you were like riding a dragon. You didn't do anything. You, you just kind of. Oh, you just sat enjoyed there it. And watched. But it was a, um. I guess don't they call it like a 4D experience when like the the chairs we were sitting in moved and stuff like oh, when we cool. were going down they tilted forward yeah so your your body had a could feel exactly what your your eyes right, which right. was telling it you yeah. know um and then when like the dragon blew at your face there was a lot of fans and stuff fans yeah it, it was really cool it was my favorite part. <laughs> sweet yeah and it just made me think I, I at one point i was looking over to my brother and i was like 
we couldn't see each other because we had the headsets on. <laughs> right. But I was like, Joey, this is going to be like normal for our kids, you know? Yeah. And then he was like, uh, he was saying that would be totally cool if they could bring in rail shooters or something, turn mm. it into a rail shooter experience. Because right. there was a boss at the end, but the way to kill him was to like focus your eyes on a crystal. All we had to do was like, look, and and, and then the little fairy that was guiding you along was like, like, look with all your heart or something like that. It's like the power of love will will destroy this orc. (laughs) And of course the orc was like, what? No, how can this be? And he did nothing. Like he was an all powerful creature and he just like let us stare at the crystal. (laughs) It was hilarious, but it was really cool. Yeah. And if we could do something with like a rail shooter. Oh, yeah, that'd be I cool. was like Time Crisis Four VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know we uh, that was it for the exciting stuff. And then we just drove all the way home in the rain. And then by the time we hit New Hampshire and Maine, it turned into snow. So we went from t-shirts and shorts, eighty degrees, to uh, long sleeves, sweatpants, boots, still a little cold, at just above freezing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this time last year is when. Uh... Michaela, myself, and uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Scott and Summer, went down to South Carolina. Yeah. It was at, we were actually there this time last year, and it was just weird to go from super warm, nice weather up to freezing cold mm. in Maine. Yeah, this so, time yeah. of year, with, like, with spring being a transitional season, you can definitely tell you drive along the East Coast, and you can see the progression. Right. You, when you're going south, everything looks a little bit brighter. Yeah. The grass is a little greener. The trees are starting to bud. Yeah. And then when you come home, it's like everything's dying. Dying. You're, you're seeing everything <laughs> die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and Adria and I are like, let's just not live in Maine. Mm. Once once I'm done school and find <laughs> a job, let's let's live somewhere warm. Somewhere nice. Yeah. And I first, of course, the first thing I told her was. Uh, you know, as long as Joe and I are close, so that we can keep doing the Jake and Joe show. Right, the podcast obviously right. comes that, that before anything else. That was the first thing else. that came to my mind. Right. <laughs> no, but for real, the first thing that came to my mind was, as long as it's a place that has good internet. Right. But you know, hey, almost nat- anywhere. Naturally, a place. Michaela and I will move with you, so we can continue to do the Jake and Joe show. Right. That that's a given. So I won't even ask you guys. I'll just tell you guys. Hey, uh, Adrian and I are moving to Virginia. When are you guys coming along? Right. Right. What did, <clears throat> did you do? Anything? particularly thrilling this weekend no no that's what i hope to do next weekend (laughs) (laughs) nothing at all yeah just hung out so that being said without me having anything to say let's move on to our first segment we got okay now that jake's done talking about himself ugh. (laughs) so recently i was browsing the internet like I do. I was on Reddit or something. I don't know where I was. But I wound up on YouTube and watching stupid, like, five things you didn't know you need, but now you do. Uh, like, stupid compilations and stuff like that, that eventually, if you stay with YouTube long enough and you keep working your way down the rabbit holes, you'll you'll eventually get to that point. Um, and I came across this uh, litter box. That, exciting. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's it's a self-cleaning litter box, and it's called the Litter Robot 3 Open Air. And it's this litter box that is self-cleaning. And I know that there have been self-cleaning litter boxes around for a long time. 
And there's always a new one claiming to be like, this is the only litter box you'll ever need because it cleans itself. But this one, I, I watched a few videos on it actually because it was kind of interesting. And it's, it's a pretty cool, unique concept that I've never seen before. Uh, the entire dome, I guess is what you'd call it because it's, like it's like a sphere that your cat goes inside. It spins to clean itself. So like you put litter inside and the cat goes inside and uses it. And when the cat steps out of the litter box, the litter box knows that there's no longer a cat and the entire unit will roll over. So basically what it does is as it spins, the litter travels along a path and there's a filter that all the litter passes through. The good litter passes through and it makes it and all the, the crap and used up litter can't make it through the filter. So it drops down another chute into a basin at the bottom. So it separates the good litter from the used litter. Uh, so you never have to clean it. You just pull out the tray at the bottom, throw away the garbage bag that everything gets dumped into, and you're good to go. Um, the price for this unit is $450 with $50 shipping. So $500 total. So it's definitely a premium product. So that got me thinking, what products are there? that you don't need in your life, but you'd be willing to spend money on because they make your life easier. I talked about this litter box with Michaela, and I don't know that it's I would ever be comfortable spending $500 on a litter box when I know that I can get a $10 litter box from Walmart and scoop the litter myself and have it, you know, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's worth the $500 to me. But if I have if we have our cats for the next 10 or 15 years and you clean their litter box every couple days to, you know, like a major clean once a week, that's a lot of time saved over mm -hmm. the 10 or 15 years that you have the pet. Time that you don't want to take anyway. No right. one enjoys doing it. In exactly. Fact, most, I'd say even most people are revolted at the thought of like, oh, gross. You right. Know, having to do it. So really what it boils down to is, what is the price tag that you're going to be putting on this convenience? Exactly. So I thought it'd be cool for us to take a few minutes and come up with uh, a few other things that we think might, may or may not be worth spending the money on to get this product that makes your life easier, even though you don't necessarily need it. Mm -hmm. uh, an another example being like a dishwasher. Um, you don't, necessarily need the dishwasher you're capable of washing dishes by hand but so many households have dishwashers because they make things so much easier after a meal instead of needing to wash all the dishes individually you just dump them all in the dishwasher throw some soap in close it hit start and forget and about boom. it for an hour you come back and your dishes are dried and clean and ready to be put away yep so did you come up with anything yeah i have a, I have a couple things with, with the dishwasher though i wanted to say what did you want to say, Jake? You're taking an awful long time. You can get dishwashers relatively cheap. And, and I think we've mentioned it actually for some reason pretty recently. Um, but you can get one for like a hundred or maybe a little bit more dollars. They're not going to be the greatest. But I think at this point, a dishwasher, even though it's not necessary, is so inexpensive. Or it could, it can be so inexpensive that it's not considered an exorbitant purchase anymore right i mean you can spend five hundred dollars on a watch on a dishwasher now but you don't need that to. would be a really really good dishwasher yeah um 
but that was a really good decision or that was a really good um thought process though because that litter box is like the perfect example of how much money are you going to place on convenience right because no one wants to touch that and with that it seems like what the selling point for me to me on that is that um it already has the bag in there because if you had to dump it into a bag then it's almost not even worth it right but if the bag's already there and you could just pull some drawstrings and go Saves a lot of time. And you and you don't even have to, like, it's not like special bags. Like, it's not like they sell proprietary bags oh, that are yeah, super expensive. Dumb. You can just use any old garbage bag in it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's an added expense. The only real expense is that you're buying the $500 litter box. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that I have, I don't feel, they they didn't quite fit the bill. It doesn't have to be In the perfect. same mold that the litter box and a right. dishwasher does. Um but I, I basically came up with things that are higher end, which things are completely unnecessary, but in my mind at least, unnecessary, <clears throat> but uh, might be worth it if it provides you some sort of edge or gives you some sort of comfort. And it's just, you know, what's the price tag that you'd be willing to put on that? Right. So, for instance, um, I put like a, a gaming chair specifically because we've talked about them and they can be hundreds of dollars and it's just a chair, you know? what can it give you there's it can be more comfortable um but honestly is that comfort worth a hundred more dollars 150 more dollars i and i know we've talked about have we talked about computer chairs on the show before i don't know if i i think we might have briefly talked about them but we didn't really like say a whole i know recently i was showing you the next office chair that i'm going to be getting yes yeah and i've had I think four different computer chairs in a relatively short amount of time. Like yeah. I, um, I haven't been, I haven't had like a computer set up for an insanely long time. I, I've probably had a computer set up for 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Probably around 10 years that I've had a computer set up with a chair. And in that time I've had four different office chairs. Um, and in that time I've come to realize that, I feel like an office chair, it's wor- it's worth it to spend a lot more money on an office chair than you might originally think. Yeah. I've always tried to keep my budget for an office chair around 100 to $200 because I thought that's all I really needed to spend. Yeah. But then I end up going through these chairs in two to three years, and bef- by that time I need another one. But you so, get that warranty that we were talking about. That's true. The, the square trade warranty. Yeah. I still um, have that on underneath mine at home. And I have told. a reminder in my phone to remind you to use it. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's right. Years in the future. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, is it worth spending more money on a chair that you know is going to last you a long time? And well, I think I'm finally know? to the point where, yes, I think it is. I think you, I'm going to. You think it's going to gonna actually last longer? Yes. Because, because the, it, no doubt it's going to be more comfortable. It's not a, it's not it necessarily about comfortable because this chair is really comfortable and I yeah. only paid like 80 bucks for this one. The, that was a good deal cuz that's a nice leather chair. Yes. Um I I didn't 80 wasn't its retail price. I got some discounts on it and whatever. We're not going to go into that now, but drugs. Drug money, drug money, yeah. <laughs> uh is it worth spending? I mean, the more you spend on a chair, the higher quality materials they're going to use in its construction. They're going to there's going to be more metals involved instead of plastics. Right. Um, 
and obviously metal has a much longer lifespan. Um, the chair I'm looking at goes for around five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and the you can get different materials on it, and they like rate the material for like how many rubs it can last before it's worn. Through. They have a machine that like does this really fast. It's pretty yeah, basically, <laughs> and the the materials like warranted for like four million rubs or something <laughs> like that, an insanely they high count number. Your rubs. <laughs> So it'll realistically probably last more than that because how are you really how often are you really rubbing your chair? Right. But that's besides the point. Point being, they use higher quality materials and parts and stuff like that. So I feel like it's worth it. Hmm. It could be. I I don't think I'm sold on like that price point yet. But if I've spent two hundred dollars on a chair every three years, but I I think you're you're like you're you're relating price to dur- to duration and durability but that's all that, that's all I can yet. that's all I can do based on my past experiences how am i supposed to do anything other than 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 base that on experiences i've had i've never had a chair that has lasted for right. longer than 3 years I and just, i've somehow i feel like in a lot of ways maybe maybe this chair will last you a long time but i feel like a lot of times if you buy something higher grade like it's not necessarily about the duration it's about you know the comfort and the excitement or whatever it may be that you're getting while you're using it i just have this feeling that if you get this chair it's going to last you the same amount of time i don't or think even so. if it lasts you a year more still not worth a, it for the a price a chair you know isn't I mean? something that i replace because i just want a new chair the right, only yeah. time I replace when a computer busted. chair is when it's busted. Right. Like this chair here, this oh, yeah. one sitting to our left, I only replace that because I was literally falling over oh, backwards. Oh, yeah, you can't lean back in that That's thing. not a usable <laughs> chair anymore. No. This chair, I'm going to use this chair until it doesn't hold, basically doesn't hold me up anymore. Right. So I don't think that applies in this case. I don't think that it's like, well, it's the excitement of a new chair. I'm not going out to get a new chair to feel excited. I'm going out to get a new chair because the one I've currently got no longer functions. Right, but it's so a I'm comfort, willing. You know what I mean? think at this point I'm willing to spend more to get a chair that is even if it doesn't end up lasting longer. I'm willing to take that chance because other people have said this chair lasts longer because it's built nicer. Okay, so you are putting a, you're putting more value on the experience while you're using it too. Is is the comfort of it? Is it yeah, just durability that it's, you're? Well, durability and I guess the comfort. This chair yeah. is, you know, it's it's a, it doesn't have levers and stuff on it. It's a self-adjusting chair. It figures out how it should adjust based on how you're sitting, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, but any premium chair runs for around that price. So I didn't like look for this chair because it's comfortable and it's also durable. I just was looking in this price range and found this durable chair that also is this comfortable. Right. Comfort's less important to me than durability. I, think. I feel like as you get older, you're, you're going to want more comfort. I Too mean, bad. I'm getting this chair and it's going to last me the, left, <laughs> no, the rest no, of my I, life. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm willing to, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how, if it's worth it, you know what I mean? If I spend 200 on a chair every three years. Yeah. And then I go out and I buy a $500 chair that lasts five years, two right. additional then, years. Then, yeah. Then isn't it wise, worth it? It's worth it. Yeah. As long as the it's remains 
at, at least at that minimum comfort level the whole time. And I think it will last me longer than five years. I think I think if I get a durable chair, because I'm not hard on chairs. Right. The only reason that one broke is because it's 90% plastic. Yeah, like that, this, that's a lower quality. I one. can see this chair actually, the one I'm in now, actually lasting quite a long time. Yeah. I haven't really like, there's nothing wrong with this chair yet. It's still just as solid as it was when I first put it together. Um, so... Who knows? Maybe this chair is the chair that lasts me six or seven years, and I realize, hey, I should just get another one of these. But for now, based on past experiences, when this chair is dead, I'm going to get a more expensive one. And the fact that you don't agree with me is upsetting. I don't know if see, like you, <laughs> you said, you'd you'd never even consider buying the five hundred dollar cat litter box, but I'd more likely buy the cat litter box than a five hundred dollar chair, even though I sit on the chair every single day. As long as it's comfortable and lasts me a while and I have that warranty where I can get it replaced whenever the heck I want for free. Well, for the There has to be warranty. something <laughs> wrong with it. I mean, you can't just swap it for nothing. Well, no. But still. I don't know. I, I It's just funny because I feel like I'm more likely... I'd be more likely to get that litter box because I definitely do value not having to touch that ever. I've never had... I think I've emptied a litter box like five or six times in my life it's really not that bad it's gross <laughs> i'd probably get I, used to it <laughs> you, you see and that's just it for me i think about like length of use and i clean a litter box it takes me 10 minutes if even i sit in a computer chair and i'm in the chair for several hours oh, at yeah. a time why is that not worth 500 dollars to me it's it comes down to uh like mattresses like we've talked about that oh, before, yeah. I think yeah. about how it's worth it to spend more on a mattress because it's literally where you're refueling. Yeah, like your quality of life it goes depends up. on the sleep, the quality of sleep you're getting. Right. So why would you cheap out on a mattress? Yeah, that's like I, the they're one overpriced, thing. but yeah. yeah, I definitely agree there. Yeah, I'll, I'll always agree with for the most part. The higher the price of the mattress, the better. Um. I have no experience to go on that. I know you have a relatively good mattress now, but uh, it's nothing like super crazy. It's a it's a pretty entry level memory foam mattress, mm. but it's still the most expensive mattress I've ever slept on, yeah. and it's really comfortable. I mean, it, they they go for around twelve hundred dollars, and I know that's not cheap. That's a lot of money for a mattress. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's worth it. I sleep. We sleep great on that thing. You have a quick mattress anecdote. Uh, Adrian and I once slept over at a friend's house in their spare room and their spare room's mattress was the best mattress we've ever slept on. <laughs> and whenever we uh, like lay down on a comfortable mattress, we always compare it to that night. Really? Like, this is almost as good or this is about as good as that wow, mattress. Wow, what was it for a mattress? I, I don't know. I should you, ask them. You need to ask we them. we both were, were amazed. If it was that comfortable, you it, need to get was, yourself that mattress. <laughs> it, I remember um, laying down. I had had a couple of drinks. I had had more than a couple of drinks. Wow. But Jake. still, I remember kind of laying person are down you? <laughs> and I was amazed at how comfortable it was. Adria too, and she was and didn't drink as much as I had, and she said that I fell asleep mid sentence. No way. Mid sentence. Wow. And, and I I vaguely remember it. Dang. And I woke up. I slept like a baby. Yeah, you need to find out what that mattress is. Amazing. I was like, <laughs> wow, that mattress is amazing. Uh, did you come up with anything else? Yeah. Um. I speaking of mattresses, 
Um, I wrote down heating blanket or oh, an electric yeah. a blanket. blanket. A heated yeah, yeah. blanket. Yeah, I yeah. must have auto-corrected from heated to heating because I don't know why I would have typed heating blanket. But yeah, the blankets that you get that have a little controller that sits by your bed that you yeah. can turn on and warm up the bed before you get in. Adria, dude, she would love that. Why Me, doesn't she have there's one? There's no way. No? No, I don't think I would ever really use a heated blanket because I'm, I'm, even when I'm cold, I warm up so fast if I'm underneath regular blankets yeah. in the middle of the winter, then I don't need a heated blanket. I don't I don't like them either. Yeah. We we have two blankets on our bed, a thin wool blanket mm-hmm. and a comforter, and that's too much yeah. for me. I can't like I have to I, I normally end up kicking the blankets off me because I overheat. Yeah, same. So. Usually I'll uh, I have a fan on me at all times. Adria gave me that um that need, I guess for lack of a better word, habit. Uh because she has to hear the fan, but now not only do I enjoy hearing the fan, I actually have to have it on me. Uh-huh. So when I was on vacation, I was on an uncomfortable mattress, and the fan wasn't on me because I didn't bring mine, but my dad had his, so I was at least hearing it. But I the whole time, my body was used to being constantly cooled down while right. sleeping, so I was like... Overheating. Overheating, and I was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a blanket on. Uh, I like it to be dead silent when I'm sleeping. Dead silent and pitch black. I used black. to. I, I used to love that, but now if something feels missing. It just seems like something's huh. missing. Yeah. I think. I think if you like forced yourself to sleep without the fan for like two weeks. Oh yeah, it's just you'd it's readjust. Just, um, well, now it's just so deeply ingrained that it's not just my will it's like physiological right but after a while i know it would definitely go away but i don't really want it to (laughs) you like it (laughs) i like the fan yeah but what were we saying what was this about heated blanket oh yeah no (laughs) i don't want one so (laughs) that's something that you wouldn't consider spending money like say for for her yeah not for me so you'd get like a a twin size for a king size bed and it wouldn't even be on you yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I I have used a heated blanket before, and they're nice for a little while, but I always throw them off me. We own one. Yeah. And I don't even think Michaela or I thought about it this winter. We never used it once. Oh, really? Like, it's set up to use, but we never used it. Um, I think when you have, like, a furnace like we have that keeps your house at a constant temperature all the time, mm-hmm. why do you really need a heated blanket? It's never cold in the house because the furnace keeps at the same temperature year-round. Right. So. And it's, it's uh, the I don't temperature know. you set it to. Right. It's so. not like, ooh, it's negative 20 degrees outside. I need my heated blanket. Right. Yeah, it's negative 20 degrees outside, but it's still 68 inside the house. So why do you need the heated blanket? Right. I mean, if you're someone who's cold all the time, Adria... Which is exactly why she would love a heated blanket, portable one. <laughs> <laughs> one that the she one has that like runs a on batteries. yeah battery pack in her pocket or something yep. like that, so she can <clears throat> constantly be warm with it. <laughs> she would love that. Uh, what do you have? Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I guess we could quickly go. Um, I'll just I'll just run down the the list so that we can kind of pick and choose. Okay. I said a higher. You... I said a, what? How many did you get? Uh, well, a couple of things. Okay. I said a higher end car when all you really need is a point A to point B commuter vehicle. Um, That's true. Cars yeah. in general. It's just, it, it's there to get you from one place to another quicker. But a lot of people place different values on vehicles and, you know, want them for different things. And so we, we spend a lot more money on vehicles than we than need we to. Than we need to. Um, 
And then I said pretty much anything electronics, bigger monitors, higher performing PCs. We take advantage of these kinds of things and don't even think about it. So just anything technology. Right. We don't need any, almost anything technology. But here we are making a podcast on them. And I'm absolutely willing. I was willing to buy a snowball. Not that they're incredibly expensive and I split it two ways. Um, But I was willing to throw down like I think it was $40 for half of a snowball at the time just to get this started. Wow. The snowball was 80 when you. It was 80 at the time. Yeah. Dang. They're 30 now. They're $30 on on Amazon. Yeah. Like these ones? Yeah. Maybe 40. Wow. But they're they're thirty yeah, to forty. Yeah, they were eighty bucks. If I, I just right. I just sent a link to my brothers the other day because he was asking me what mic he should get, and I think it was forty bucks on Amazon. Interesting. Yep. Wow, I'm surprised that it anymore. went down that much. It's, Dude, that's it's like older, so affordable. It's older tech. Oh yeah, this is these are great mics. Yeah. For the price, they really are. They're older technology at this point. Hmm. They've been around for a long time. So. Here I was thinking I was on a decent, you know decent tiered piece of gear but <laughs> it basically it's a usb mic and most of them are the same but we're not going to get into that now. <laughs> all right that'll do it for that segment let's move right along to song of the week song of the week all right everyone let's go listen to some crazy music whoa joe what do you have for us i got a totally rad track man <laughs> what is it actually mine kind of is a rad track oh um, it is it is i'm yeah. uh i'm gonna be carrying the torch here for more synth based music oh yeah i'm uh really into this song that i brought this week i haven't even known about it for very long so there's this subreddit called outrun and basically what it is it's a subreddit dedicated to 80s synth in like purples and oranges and blues and like the retro looking electronic feel um so I, uh, I, I was on Spotify the other day, and I wanted to listen to some of that style music. So I just searched for Outrun, and I, I found a playlist called Out, Outrun Synthwave. And it's just electronic music that's very synth-based and has a lot of synth elements and sounds in the music. And I started listening to it, and I came across a few songs that I loved a lot. And I came across this specific artist. His name is Starcadian. And... Mm. Whenever one of his songs would come on, I'd find myself drawn to it. I just really like his style a lot. So I went and I started listening to more of his music, and that's where I came across my song of the week this week called Interspace. So here's 30 seconds of Interspace by Starcadian. I think I need a little bit to process what you've done. I'm liking that, man. It honestly reminds me of AWOL Nation a little bit. I didn't want I didn't I didn't want to stop the 30 seconds just now. I wanted to just keep letting it play because it sounds so good. Yeah. The harmonies on like the distorted synthy sounding vocals. It's just oh, it's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, it was it, it's really good, dude. I you had sent me that list when we were headed down, but I still yeah. haven't even looked at it cuz it's just been on the go. You're going to enjoy it. I know oh, you yeah. are. It's got a v- 
big it's got a vast variety of different sounds Mm -hmm. in a genre that i know we're both into right now so there's no way you don't love at least a few tracks i'm glad you actually found a a whole playlist dedicated to that yeah because it seemed at at this point it was still so fringe right hard to you know hard to find what you were looking for yeah uh i haven't even listened to all of starcadian stuff but his album he has an album called midnight signals and it says it's an original motion picture score. So I looked into it to see if there was a movie attached to it, and there isn't. This so, album is the motion picture. Like, apparently he's, like, releasing music videos visually? that like, make the movie. And this the this music goes with his music video. It, it's a cool that's really idea. That's cool. We should watch that. It's like the this album is its own motion picture. Did you watch any? I haven't watched any of it yet. I I don't know if it's all even released. Uh, This came out in 2017, so maybe he's still releasing the music videos for it. Right, right. But um, that's the first song on the album. I've listened through probably half of it, and I like pretty much everyone I've heard. So I would recommend Starcadian if you feel like looking into the synthwave retro 80s electronic music comeback. Absolutely. And if you want to see some of that in mainstream music, uh, Calvin Harris just released another song with Sia called whatever. I, th- I think we mentioned we it mentioned on the it podcast. Last episode. Yeah, Flames yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's a great track, so you should go check that out. Yeah. So what do you got this week? Um, well, I was telling you, I've been on the go, really busy, so I haven't listened to hardly anything. I uh, was looking at my Spotify to see if there was some backup on my song of the week possibility playlist but i was completely all out of that too so then i went to my last resort went on my facebook wall to see if there was anything (laughs) that i had posted that i missed well the one thing that i posted this week or i think maybe it was the very very end of last week um is a remix of the kid we all know and love at this point if you are an active user of the internet the walmart yodeling kid yeah, boy. Uh, this remix is the Trap remix by <laughs> Asher Postman. And uh, I just got to say, you guys, it really blew me away. So just be prepared. Here's 30 seconds of that. Wow. <laughs> that is a modern classic. <laughs> I Adrian was with me when I came across that and when I played that I was laughing so hard. I, I kept replaying it three, four, five times. And I remember short after after listening to it several times I went to take a shower and then I was like finding myself trying to like yodel along with the remix <laughs> in the shower like what what's my life coming to uh i love a good funny song of the week every yeah. now and then oh man it's good stuff so that's that's all i have this week i'm just glad i had something to share hope you guys enjoyed i did check out asher postman yeah check him out that about wraps up song of the week let's move on to our last segment of the day speed writing speed writing Yo, what do we got for this next segment, Jake? 
Well, I'm glad you asked, Joe. We got some heart-pounding action coming at ya. First, we're gonna need you to log into reddit.com. I'm on my way. Okay. I'm jacking in. <laughs> okay, Jake, I'm on writing prompts. Let's pick one. All right. We'll get back to you listeners in just a jiffy. In just a jiffy. In just a... Uh, a second. Thanks for that, Jake. <laughs> Looks like we're back and, whoa, we've got a speedwriting prompt. Totally. Joe, care to read it for us? Sure thing, man. You have a peculiar sixth sense. On exams, you see the correct answers highlighted. During conversations, you read the words you see floating in the air like a teleprompter. Every single decision you've made has been the correct one, and life is good. One day, you try choosing the other option. Wow! Sounds totally cool, Joe! I know, I can't wait to write something about this! Although your voice got totally weird there. What was that about? I don't know. Something came over me. Alright, we'll be back in 15 minutes. See you guys! And we're back! How was that for you, Jake? Did you have a good time? It was sick! How about yourself, Joe? I feel pretty good about that, man. I feel like I got a pretty solid story. Let's hear it. You guys all good out there? (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Let's get to it. A gift and at times a curse. Being able to see the right things to say all the time sounds like it would be nothing but a blessing. However, when you really just want to say what's on your mind, but your personal teleprompter says you should say something else, it can crush your spirit just a little bit. Growing up, though, it was nothing but a plus. I was a straight-A student, and I never had to study. Teachers would watch me like a hawk during every test I would take, trying to catch me cheating. I never had to cheat. Like some type of visionary, I could just see the correct answers, neatly written out for me on the paper. Multiple choice quizzes were a breeze. I could start and finish the test in less time than it took most other students to write their names at the top of the page. So I guess that brings us to now, 32 years young. I'd always lived life by the teleprompter, by the magical force that told me exactly what choices to make, what things to say, and how to say them. I'd been retired for several years because I made my first million when I was only 21 years old. It was inevitable, really. I walked into a random Fortune 500 company, smooth-talked the receptionist at the front desk, and had a meeting with the CEO within minutes. It took me no time at all to secure myself a job at the company working right under him. When the words always come to you, what's stopping you from getting exactly what you want? I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful house, all the different cars I dreamed of having as a kid. Life for me is perfect. But you know how they say money can't buy happiness? This is one of those times. I never felt the sense of accomplishment I imagine people who actually earned a life like this probably felt. I wasn't really doing any of this on my own. The universe, or whatever you want to chalk it up to, had always guided me. I guess that's what led me into depression. When you never have to worry about what to say or what choices you make, you have a lot of time to think about yourself, where you're going, where you've been, and how you got there. As confident as I'd appear on the outside, I was never really in a healthy place on the inside. I guess that's why I'm here on this roof, standing on this ledge, to take back the health I feel I deserve. The teleprompter that had guided me through life had always made decisions for me and gotten me to where I am. The decision I was about to make is one it would never have recommended for me, which is why I feel so confident that it is the decision I have to make, a decision that is my own. Thoughts are running through my head of all the friends I'm going to be leaving behind, my family. But are they really my friends, my family, or are they the teleprompters? Would I be where I am without it guiding my every decision? Probably not. So that's why I'll jump. 
Yikes. <laughs> Major buzzkill, man. Ouch. <laughs> that was uh that was a little hard. Yeah. Hard on the heart. I kind of feel like if someone actually had this quote unquote power, that's where they would be. Never having to make a decision for yourself and just always having them made for you. You and feel just like being your life is fake. To, right, being able to breeze through life and just be at the top without any effort. Yeah. I feel like could, you know, it would probably be too much. Yeah, you'd definitely f- struggle with, like, feeling if you deserve anything. Exactly. Because you, didn't, you don't have to work for it. Everything just comes to you. I took a similar route, but a okay. uh, little bit different. Speed. I'm excited to hear what you've got. <laughs> Thanks. Let's get to it. The first time I could remember... Never mind. Oh, please, no. (laughs) I would not put you guys through that. Come on. The first time I could remember seeing correct responses, I was a small child. Before I could learn to read and write, it would show me images in a manner I could comprehend and demonstrate back to the recipient, usually my parents. As I continued to grow and my vocabulary continually grew to be more and more advanced i was able to say the perfect thing at just the right time through high school i could get any girl i wanted to date me in mere minutes life became the world's most perfect instance of the butterfly effect i knew people people liked me i was introduced to famous entertainers philosophers and educators my perfect life just snowballed and it became even more easy with each passing day to live the best life possible It wasn't until yesterday that I decided to do the unthinkable. You see, this whole time being able to see the perfect thing to say, I was also shown another option. It was never something middle of the road. It was always something that I knew would elicit the worst response possible and impact my life in the worst way. I had had enough of this perfect life. People would often come to me for advice. After all, I always had the perfect advice to give. And they would often talk to me about their hardships in life and all the tumultuous emotional roller coasters their significant others would put them through. I would always let them know exactly what they needed to hear, and people loved that. Little did they know, it was killing me inside. I felt like less of a human, not being able to feel these things. I wanted to be able to know how it felt to be wronged or know what it was like to cry. I hadn't cried since I learned how to use a basic vocabulary as I always had gotten my way. So yesterday, I decided that enough was enough. I am sick of being the world's most perfect person. It was time to mess something up royally. I came home to my loving wife and knew what had to be done. She was just finishing up setting the table and welcomed me with the same warm smile she always did and a, Hello, dear. Instead of saying the perfect thing back, I looked over to what would be considered the worst possible thing to say at that moment. My heart started pounding. That alone was almost enough to satisfy me, but I knew I had to go all the way. I looked over to my wife, smiled still on her face, looked down on the f- looked down to the food, and back up at her. I smiled and said, "Smells like shit, honey." Whoa, man! Use of R-rated language! That's rad! It's the 80s, after all. <laughs> that was really cool. I like the, the take on it. That um, I, I didn't even really consider that you could also see the bad option. Like, when I the way I interpreted that, you saw yeah. the thing that you should say, and that was it. I thought, that's, I thought it said that you 
specifically that you could see the other options. It just says you have a peculiar sixth sense. Uh, you see the correct answers highlighted on t exams. Uh, during conversation, you read the words you see floating in the air like a teleprompter. Every single decision you've made has been the correct one, and life is good. One day you try choosing the other option. So oh. that's the only point right there. So my interpretation of that was that there was you could always see right, what and could I, I like happen. that because yeah. it it allows for like a you know I could choose the this good thing here, or I could choose what it knows is the bad thing here. So I I, I like that twist on it. That was yeah. cool. I uh as soon as I started writing that um this guy kept getting kept being being uh kept being visited for advice. Mm -hmm. I almost erased the whole thing and made it a different perspective and made this guy a fortune teller. Mm. Because that would be the perfect right job to have. You could yeah. spend you could pay, uh charge tons of money because you could always tell people what they needed to see because by default the best thing for you would be the best thing for them. Right. So Yeah, that would, that would be a cool yeah. spin as well. <laughs> that would be a pretty neat like Stephen King short story. Yeah, right. It would. All right. Well, that about wraps up our show this week, guys. We hope you enjoyed. I hope it was totally rad. Hope you guys get a kick out of that. If you liked it, maybe we could do a whole episode talking in that voice. Oh, my word. My no. throat is already killing me. I don't Yours think I too. would do it for 100 bucks. <laughs> no. Okay, I probably would. Who am I kidding? I'm a che I, I'm a I'm cheap. <laughs> it would take a long time. We'd oh, have yeah. to like take breaks. We'd start coughing and yeah. <laughs> we'd go through so much water. All right, guys, we will catch you back here next week. Thanks for later. sticking around. Not a do da 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 da.